Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. And our show uh, on its 10th year now is sponsored by the Flagler County Home Builders Association, by Klein Construction, by American Village, a gated 55-plus community where I live. Currently, I just recently moved there. And I like to put in a good, they're not a paying sponsor, but they support everything I do. The Hammock Community Church, which I attend regularly, the little church in the hammock, where church is what it used to be. Oh, like 2,000 years ago? <laughs> uh, well, close. You got Romans running around trying to yeah, by the By the way, you. that's Walker Douglas, my co-host. He's in the studio with me today, and I also have Honor Gimento from the Gimento School of Real Estate and Exit Realty Plus. Exit Realty First Choice. First Choice. I knew it was Exit Realty Plus something, Mm -hmm. plus First Choice. Good to have you here. And we're going to go over some numbers to fill people in on where the market is right now for a couple minutes. Then we're going to talk about Real estate as a profession, as a job, and what do you have to do to get into the business, and what do you need to do to stay in the business, and and why do we have so many in the business when we don't have that many homes for sale? Lots of questions, and a lot of people uh, are in real estate, I think, kind of almost as a hobby, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, October to date, we're past the half-month mark, 120 single-family homes have sold through the local MLS system at a median price of $367,000. That's versus $365,900 a year ago. So we're pretty much on the same level we were year over year. Uh, There were 237 homes sold last October, and I suspect We'll come close to that number uh, again this year. Days on market, only 35 days on those homes that have sold so far. And homes that are in the pending pile, uh, there are 324 of those, and the days on market in the pending pile is 35 days or 36 days. So we have some really, uh, we're, we're in an interesting spot because everybody can point to something that says the market's going up, like days on market, that's a very strong seller's market indication to have days on market that small. But yet, the number of homes being sold hasn't budged. Uh, we're actually down from from two years ago, the uh, number of homes sold. So it's a, it can be confusing, and it depends on who you talk to, which numbers they've looked at as to whether the market is up or down, so I'm going to compromise and say we're moving sideways. I like that. Uh, there have been six homes sold for over a million dollars so far this month. That's a strong number for a month-to-date number. But unlike previous months, only two of them sold for cash. Uh, pretty much <clears throat> for the last year, all well over half of the million-dollar-plus homes have sold for cash. There were 62 single-family permits issued 
That's a reasonably strong number. It's a little bit less than the same number would have been in mid-month a year ago. Uh, There's six duplexes, duplex permits issued, and duplex means two, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, for those of you from Rialinda. Rialinda? Yeah, six uh, duplex means 12 housing units. And 251 apartments. <clears throat> That's in town center. So the construction industry is going strongly. Uh, they're hindered by lack of developable land. Uh, they're, they're hindered by lack of ready-to-build lots. Uh, although there are still about 8,500 original ITT planted lots in, in Palm Coast. And... Interestingly, only one house so far has sold for two hundred thousand dollars, none less than two hundred. And this two hundred thousand dollar beauty was a two bedroom, two bath, fixer upper, and not in the city, it was in the county. <clears throat> wow. So even even a fixer upper is priced like a non fixer upper these days. Mm-hmm. Well, the we did we did an analysis a few weeks back <clears throat> about the uh, demographics of Palm Coast and with the median household income about $62,000 in Palm Coast, that median income can afford a $200,000 house. That's just about the limit that they can afford based on spending 30% of their income on mortgage taxes and insurance. So... There were no homes sold so far this month, with over 100 total homes sold. None of them sold at a level affordable to half of our population. Wow. But if you're selling a house in the Northeast or Midwest and moving here, you've got cash. And- yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's true, and that's that's where our market is. And that's why uh, there was a one of the moving companies did a study recently, and uh, it showed that for net migration, there, there, there are always people moving into Florida, but at the same time, there are always people moving out. And there's quite a stark difference between the amount of wealth and the income level of those moving in. It was substantially higher than the wealth and income level of those leaving. Yeah, that's concerning thinking about <clears throat> the average Palm Coast worker can't afford to live in Palm Coast because I remember – you know, back in 2017, 2018, people saying, you know, we're, we're nothing but a, a bedroom community to Jacksonville or, you know, or St. John's or Volusia counties. But now we're, we're, there's somewhere that's a bedroom community for the people that work in Palm Coast. You know, it's called the Mondex. Yeah. But, uh, Which I've said, I've said some nice a places thousand, out a, a in the thousand, Mont, yeah. you know, but it's still a drive. Right. And, and if you are looking at hospitality workers or first responders, teachers even, um, the, the people who are at the lower level income, even those working, are most likely also the ones that are transportation constrained. They've got older cars that they can't count on. So we, we do have an issue with housing affordability. If we have time after we talk to honor about the real estate uh, industry as a profession, 
Uh, maybe we'll touch base on it. Uh, otherwise, we'll get we'll get to it again next week. So, honor to the real estate industry is uh, uh, has a mixed reputation. Um, <clears throat> it has a pretty good reputation if you talk to the people that are in it. <laughs> but if you talk to anybody else, it's kind of the other way. Uh, Correct. Well, it, it's mixed. There are um, realtors, real estate sales associates, and brokers that are very successful. And there are those that are not very successful. At the school, we have Jamenta School of Real Estate. And I'll just give you a background of what someone needs to do to get their real estate license. First, they'll call us. We'll get a call on the phone and say, I want to get my license, my real estate license. I want to sell houses. What do I do? So we'll go through the entire process, which is they need to have a 63-hour pre-licensing class, which we offer at Jamenta School of Real Estate. And you offer it both in person and online? In person, correct. We mm-hmm. have in-person daytime classroom and online and online classes. Mm-hmm. So they'll take the 63 hours. We also recommend to them that as soon as they start the class, they put an application into the state of Florida because the state will do a background check. They have to get um, their fingerprints and background checks. Then they get approval. They pass the class exam. Once they pass the class exam, then they have to uh, set a date up to take the exam, the state exam, which is on at a testing state in Daytona, and it's on it's on it's all on the computer. Mm-hmm. Once they pass, they'll get a, their certificate right away, and then they would have to find a broker to work with because they're a sales associate. So then you'll be a sales associate in the first renewal period. They have to have 45 hours post-licensing credits. Then after their first renewal, they have to do 14 hours. So it's a process. So once a sales associate gets their license, they choose a broker to work with, and the broker coaches them as to what to do. Mm -hmm. Some coach more than others some correct some some do <laughs> that's correct some and, and, coach and more I'll, than I'll others. just throw in here that if if you don't have a sales background um at, at a lot of the uh, local realtors you're not going to get sales training because uh, uh they they just don't do it some do and some don't and for for people who are just entering they should hang their license at least just for the first period with someone who does provide sales training. Correct. Training is extremely important. And we recommend to um, the new people that they go to as many education classes as they can, either offered by their company or offered at our local association. We suggest that they take certifications and designation classes because education is the key. My own personal background, I'm, I, I'm, my background is education and psychology. I have a degree in. So I'm always promoting education. So they need to just continually go to classes. And there's always something available, whether it be in person or online, either at our association or the state association or whatever brokerage they have joined. So it's really important that they continue with their education. So I remember going through the process a few years ago, maybe six, seven, eight years ago, 
And um, the way that the curriculum is written is most of the, you know, first courses you take for your sales associate license are about residential rather than sort of commercial. I don't know if it's changed since then, but um, say I'm now, say I just got my license and I'm really, I prefer to go into the commercial side of real estate rather than residential. Are there any sort of courses that you'd recommend or offer to people um, who are going that route? Yes, absolutely. And there are a lot of people that are getting into the business. They'll see hotels, developments, and they'll see these commercial, commercial realtors are making a lot of money and they just immediately want to get to that point. And it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's not overnight. Whether you're residential or you're commercial, it's not overnight. There or is or a, if you have experience in sales even, it's still... It's, right. Yeah, the commercial commission checks are bigger, but they're also fewer... And, and it takes and, longer. And far between, and they take maybe 18 months to two years from initiation to close. Right, right. It takes much longer. And whether you're residential or commercial, whichever field you decide, you have to build those relationships. You have to get out. People don't like when I say, but you have to get out on the street. You have to get out there, and you have to talk to people, and you build, join organizations and become involved so people will know who you are. You have to network. Yeah, so we're going to take a short break. Don't go away, folks. Uh, Honor is staying with us. I hope you will, too. And Flagler County went straight to the front row when it came to the need and commitment. Free for All Friday, where local newsmakers talk it out. I mean, we don't swing from chandeliers or anything like that. That half-cent sales tax that we have collected over time has been used in great regards towards our school district. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at 9 on WNCF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Welcome back to the second half of Real Estate Matters. Thanks for staying with us through the break. Uh, we have Honor Gimento from Gimento School of... Gimenta. 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 We got to get which, that. Which other vowel? No. <laughs> <laughs> the School of Real Estate. And, and what does it take? What are the requirements that you have to fulfill to become a real estate salesperson or broker? And then what are the things you have to do to be really good at it? And that's what we've been talking about. We'll continue that for the rest of the second half of the show. All right. Well, we we did, we spoke about the 63 hours mm-hmm. class that you have to take and then the state licensing. And to be really good at it, you have to have a commitment. Mm-hmm. You have to decide that this wants, you want this to be a real estate career, not just a hobby. And there's plenty of work out there for everybody because there, if you think about it, there's always somebody that will want to sell their property and there's always somebody that would like to buy property. So our job would be to connect the two mm-hmm. and learn everything you need to do to figure it out. And you said something really interesting during the break too. Um, we we're talking about somebody from the residential side transitioning into commercial somebody from the commercial side transitioning into residential say you're from the residential side and a commercial deal falls in your lap and it's sort of complicated not something you've dealt with before what do you do do you 
panic brush up on everything you can possibly find in the literature? Do you pass it along to another broker or sales associate? How do you handle that deal? Well, the, the, as a realtor, we have a code of ethics. And we have to know our product and know what we're doing. Personally, if somebody asks me about a commercial uh, project, I'm not familiar with it. I'm going to refer it out to somebody that knows what they're doing. That's the best interest of the customer. I would not provide good service because I'm not familiar with it. And it would take me months, years to become familiar with it and get educated on the entire process. That's that's one of the differences between a real estate sales agent and a realtor. Mm -hmm. It's the, the code of ethics. Right. Correct. Correct. The code of ethics. And it's professionalism. We have to, we have to stay in our lane and do what we are trained to do and how to do it. Now in, uh, in Flagler County right now, uh, on our, we, we have a little bit over 900 single-family homes listed for sale, but we've got roughly 1,500 or thereabouts uh, realtors. 1,700 realtors. Yeah. Um, that, that's two realtors for every single-family home listing. Uh, and, it, and it's been that way like forever, and, and we're not unique. You can go down South Florida or over to Sarasota, and it's the same. Why do you think that's a lot of people? True? I think a lot of people get in the business thinking it's easy, thinking it's easy. They, we ask them, why do you want to get your real estate license? And believe it or not, the answers we'll get: I like houses. <laughs> I like people. They may say that the person that sold them their house didn't do anything. All they did was drive them around. <laughs> yeah, and they got and, and they got fifteen thousand dollars for that. They earned a, right? a huge commission, which they think that they get all of that, all of that real estate fee, whatever it, whatever it may be. And that's not true. I mean, we have a lot of training that we have to go to. We go through. We have to learn all our forms. We have to stay on top of everything that's going on in the real estate industry and it changes it just changes daily it's important very important for new associates to learn the inventory mm-hmm. so if you're in the street and someone comes up and talks to you about real estate you know something just a tidbit that you can talk to them about it's no different than a customer walking into a store say a, a grocery store for example and they walk in the store and they'll say where's the milk the person in that store knows where the milk is. So someone asks you, I want to buy a three-bedroom house on a saltwater canal and have a sailboat in my backyard. You know where that is because you've done the research and you know, and you know the inventory. Same with new construction. You have somebody that wants to build a new house. You are familiar. You know all the developers. You, you've built relationships with all the different builders. So you know who to bring people to and how to and how to do your business but it is it's a lot of work <clears throat> and the reason well i i think in uh in our local market i would guess that 90 percent of the business is done by 10 percent of the the uh, licensed salespeople. probably i i did look at statistics today just going scrolling through the mls and the and the companies and the associates that are doing the business and it's still the same ones over and over again. And they're working all the time. Or It's 24-7. It's 24-7. It's not Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You have to follow up. You have to answer your phone. That's a lot of, 
Um, and weekends are weekends are big. We, well, uh, not often. necessarily. I don't think in Flagler County it's pretty much seven days a week that the calls come. Sometimes well, no, not. No, I, I'm agreeing with the seven and saying that that Saturday and Sunday are just like any other day. They're, oh, correct. They're, they're not correct. Realtors don't have a weekend no. off. What's the worst? Days. What's the worst time of night you've ever gotten a phone call from a client? Oh, from a, a customer probably like 10 o'clock at night, yeah. and they're always in a panic. <laughs> and even from our associates, because we have a large office, we have, th- have 30 associates that are calling me all the time, and I'm always answering my phone or te- or answering text messages. And sometimes you have to think, you know, this is 9 o'clock. This is not an emergency that can't wait until tomorrow. But that person on the other end of the phone, whether it be a customer or one of your associates, to them it is an emergency. Yeah. So we have to keep the calmness in our voice and keep them calm and in some sort of order for their life. <laughs> so the, the uh, kind of traditional description of a real estate sales agent is a female who's over 55 and probably blonde. And how, how true is that from... I don't know where that came from. Where oh, did that come from? Typical, I, I don't, I, typical to Toby. No, no, typical? I, don't I don't know where that came from. Because it sounds specific. Sales associates. Maybe, maybe sales that's, associates. Maybe that's the <laughs> male view. But uh, I, I think probably women are more prevalent in real estate than they are in, in uh, yeah, maybe other that. sales opportunities. Uh, and And I think... A lot of the people who get into real estate that end up renewing their license every year because they kind of like to be in it and it becomes like a hobby tend to be people who have had had a career or they've raised a family or whatever. They've, they're kind of in their second stage of life. But some of those second career people are the ones that are very successful. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Because they've had their businesses before, and mm-hmm. they know what it's like to run a business. The people that, the the associates that come from a, a job, so to speak, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, where they have to go in and somebody tells them what to do, they're usually not successful. Mm-hmm. The people that have owned their businesses and know how to run a business are successful. What, what do you think the the biggest cause for failure is? Hmm. Not prospecting. Hmm. You have to prospect every day. Every day. Ten phone calls a day. You have to talk to people. Uh, Prospecting is the crabgrass in the lawn of life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, and we'll tell them we're going through a training process now and make 50 phone calls a week. And then we'll have accountability and we'll talk to them and say, well, how many phone calls did you make yesterday? Well, I really didn't have time. And it's like, okay, you just need to be your career. You need to make the phone calls. You need to talk to people. You need to get out. You need to talk to your sphere of influence. That's an easy call. Can you give us a preview? And you can say no because this might be very proprietary. You might protect it. But what is, what is your prospecting introduction cold call sound like? Hi, it's Hanora. Hi, it's Hanora. Good so far. It's Hanora. Nice. My name is Hanora. Hanora Jamenta. How are you doing today? Good. How I'm is good. how's the weather? Do you have any plans today? The we- I don't have any plans today. 
You don't have any plans today? No. Do you have something oh. to sell me? No, I'm really not selling. I just want to know how you're doing today. Oh, this is so nice. Yeah, I'm looking for a friend. Oh, okay. What are you looking for? A friend who could help me sell my property. Okay. We could work we can work on that. Let me know. Do you have the address? Uh well what it, is the address. The address is is one 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 um C section Prospect Lane. <laughs> yeah, Prospect, Prospect Lane. Lane. Okay. Well, when can we meet? Can you come into the office and we can talk? Actually, I'm outside your office right now. Oh, come on in. Isn't that and weird we'll that you called me and I'm outside your office? <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Wild. That's totally amazing. You, you come tell, on in. You can tell this isn't scripted, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> uh, so uh, success then is, is just diligence and Yes. Doing all the right things and doing all the right things every day, every week, every month. Yes. Mm -hmm. We tell people if you do what we tell you to do, you'll be successful. Mm -hmm. And and the commission checks are big, but they do do they do get divided up. Now we just got about a minute left, but that piece of pie gets sliced because the broker gets a piece of the pie, and. That piece is negotiated with each individual agent and the broker. And then sometimes uh, it'll get split up because uh, two or three or more salespeople may join together and form a team. So if you've got three people on your team, whatever ends up going down to the sales agent level gets divided three ways. And then if it was a referral, uh, then... A percentage of that goes off to the referring agent, so it's and then the tax mm, man takes a little bit. Correct, of it. Mm-hmm. yeah. So and the public they don't realize that they'll see this big dollar amount and think that you who drove that car around is getting all of that, <laughs> yeah. and we're not. It's split between a bunch of people, and you have expenses. I mean, this gasoline expense. Well, and then then you drove around for a weekend with them, but the last seventeen weekends you drove around with other people that didn't buy anything. Correct. So somebody's got to cover. Right. All evens out at the end of the year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to have you back uh, soon because there, I've got a list of questions here I was going to ask you, and I only got through about two of them. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're good at what you do, and, and we want to hear more about it. Uh, I'm sure our, our listeners have enjoyed it today, too, on our So, folks... Uh, hope you'll be here next week. We will be. Walker, are you going to be here in town next you week? You better believe it. Okay, good. Well, I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show. <laughs>